That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Denver has won just their second game of the year. And I have to take a moment and be happy. Okay. Let's talk tech. $64,000. I know I shouldn't be surprised by that, given that vintage products in mint condition can fetch a lofty price tag, but there is a special edition Lawson's ticket Nintendo 64 going for $64,646. Wow. A special special edition what ticket? Uh, Lawson's ticket. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, that would just be insane to me. I mean, even my wife was like, I would not buy that, you know, for, for that time kind of price tag. And yeah, I, know. I can kind of sympathize with that perspective, but I'm sure there's hundreds of people that would just pay a sizable sum uh, to obtain something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, back in J- July, there was an ultra rare first gen iPhone uh, sealed, yeah. of course, that right. went for an astounding $190,000. So, yeah, it's and ridiculous. that was due to the fact that it was a rare four gigabyte variant. So, right. Which for those who don't know, that was, uh, that was a storage tier that was discontinued not long after the smartphones debut. So, um, actually, I don't know if, you know, if you knew this one, Riley, there's a pair of sneakers, rare Apple sneakers from the nineties that are going for $50,000. <laughs> I actually did not know. That they made sneakers. That is, I didn't know. Yeah, it was one of those event things that they did, and uh, it was yeah, hand out handed out to a few people in the conference or whatever, if I remember correctly. So, Man. but it's just pretty cool because I didn't, I didn't even hear half the half the stuff or know that it exists. But I know there That's you go. <laughs> well, I, I can't top off that that craziness. Um, but yeah, we do have some news regarding Intel, who yep. recently revealed two new Raptor Lake refresh. Uh, RPLRs, uh, CPUs on Geekbench. The new chips oh. are the mid-range Core i5-14600, which is a 14-core 20-thread, which has been uh, which has been benched to be 2,785 for the single core, and 16,011, uh, excuse me, 16,110 for the multi-core score. Hmm. Then there's also the uh, entry-level Core i3-14100, a quad core eight thread and uh, for the single core it showed a score of 2509 and for the multi-score it came out to be 14100 uh, both were tested on an as rock z790 tai chi motherboard with 32 gigs of ddr5 5600 memory um, and while these scores do show a boost of performance uh, very small uh, as it may be uh, it's still hard to say whether these results reflect the actual performance boost uh, of the refreshed chips. So um, there were also some other chips that were released, and I wasn't even aware of these. These came out, like, I think last week or the week before or whatever. But uh, these are just two of the newer ones that we're uh, going to be able to look forward to. So hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Nothing amazing, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, not really anything I can comment on but i it's mean just chips you you kind of expect that intel would make some jumps from generation to generation yeah although i'm kind of surprised they're still using the uh i, th- I thought they were going to change the core i3 core i5 label but 
I think that was later in the, by the end of the year. I think we by the uh, end of the year. rumored. Yeah, that might be. I was thinking of that, and I was like, "Wait, aren't they supposed to do that?" And then I realized, "Oh, yeah, it's not coming out yet." But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, before I actually get into my next topic here, uh, right quick, we do have some recent renders for the Pixel Eight A. Uh, if you want to check those out, they'll be in the link in the description. So I'm not really going to go into depth on that, just because we've seen quite a bit from. We'll from show Google. an image right here. Yeah, yes, there you go. Um, we get enough leaks from them anyway, so no big deal. Oh yeah. All the uh, time. <laughs> so remember how Sony announced the Pulse Explore Buds alongside the PlayStation Portal, Kinda, aka yeah. the Nintendo Switch wannabe. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. due to all the news and craziness in the tech community, um, two weeks ago Sony launched another set of earbuds, once again geared toward gaming. Okay. Uh, these ones are called the InZone Buds that provide ANC at the same price of the Pulse Explorer. Okay. Don't ask me why it's the same price. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly, it actually begs the question, what would the difference between the two be? But since the Explorers aren't out just yet, we'll kind of have to wait and see on how that uh Well, if it's the goes. same price... Um... <laughs> I can't really expect too much in regards to difference between that and the sound core or the, um, which one would the first one? Sorry. The end zone buds the versus zone. the Pulse Explorer. Yes, yeah. The Pulse Explorer. That's right. Yeah. That's... Which of course they have their end zone, uh, over the headphones for gaming, but I just, I, it kind of, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, I mean, I know these are geared for gaming, but you've already got two pairs of buds from Sony that are at $200. And then you've also got the mainstream line of the XM5s, the WFXM5s at 250 So it's like, I think it's just getting too inundated here. So <laughs> but, I feel like they can just pull something out of their, their butts. And, yes. Throw, you know. throw a different name on it and it'll sell. So yep. anyways. Uh, we have some on. reliable leakers, digital chat station on Weibo and Max Jamber, stating that the OnePlus 12 will indeed have wireless charging. To add to yep. this, we did have some rumors earlier this year stating that this may happen, so this is not necessarily anything new. Um, there's just a little more information that we're getting right now to kind of further that uh, rumor. Uh, and we even had OnePlus come out and say that they had been highly considering adding wireless charging to future releases, obviously not the open. Um, and clearly there have been a lot, there's been a lot of backlash regarding the open, not adding back wireless charging in the last couple of years, um, and not just the open, but other ones too, uh, considering that it has been a major importance to OnePlus fans, yourself included, JD. Uh, I'm really hoping that they do this. I think that as long as they don't skyrocket the price and, uh, add wireless, they could have so many lost users come back to OnePlus. Uh, I think I've said it before where if you have certain qualities that people love about a product and that get removed, you are going to lose a lot of those people because it's what brought them to your company in the first place. Now, I'm not saying that wireless charging is the be all end all. It's to receive so much uh, praise, uh, but it, I think it is a major staple in phones today, and that's kind of my take on it. Uh, it's almost essential. Almost every single mobile phone, flagship phones, have wireless charging, and it just feels out of place when you're paying a pretty penny for a phone like this. So, uh, yeah, um, 
Yeah, I agree with you on that point that I feel like it's more of just a standard practice to throw wireless charging on a phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I disagree with you, but I would say I'm not entirely sure if throwing that feature onto a phone would grab previous oh, customers. By, by no means fully. However, I do think that um, that was one thing that OnePlus... Yeah. In their, I think in their peak, I'll say that much, um, where they really grabbed attention of a lot of mobile users, um, not so much because of the wireless charging, but that was in that era where they were the strongest. So I feel like if you bring that back, that brings yeah, that sort of um, that age of, of sol- solidity, I guess you could say, uh, for OnePlus. So it's not directly, but but I do I do believe it has some part in it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, I am... I'm no longer really excited about uh, wireless charging. I'm waiting for Qi Wireless Charging 2 that have to have the magnet <laughs> Yes, standard. that's true. That's yeah. really where I'm at right now because um, I really don't use it that much, mm-hmm. uh, especially when, you know, I've got like a pixel and everything like that. And it's just, um, it's, it's not really, the whole idea behind it is knowing that have I placed it in the right spot? Is it aligned correctly? And if not, how much heat generation is going to go between the coils and whatnot and right. the efficiency and everything Always and how fast issue. it will charge. So if, if once I have the Qi 2 on a phone, I'll be much more happy knowing that I just have to throw it on there. It'll align itself and then yeah. I can just be on my way. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where I'm, f- I'm actually glad that other companies or I guess other standards are copying what Apple has initiated. So, which is a rare thing to say, actually. So, <laughs> Yeah, but, I know, rarity for sure. Um, but in any case, we'll move on to some deals here. Uh, we have 50% off Soundcore headphones. These are earbuds. They're originally 40 down to 20 So that'll start you off a nice small price for you guys. And for another pair of earbuds, we have the JBL Tune 2030NC uh, true wireless in-ear noise-canceling headphones. Uh, those were at $99.95, and now they're at $49.95, so that's a 50% deal on there as well. There you go. And then uh, last one, this is for a little bit more you uh, big-time buyers. Uh, we have the 16-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 Max chip. Uh, I believe this one has... Uh, Give me one moment here. I believe this, yeah, this has the 64 gigabytes of RAM and four terabytes. Mm -hmm. It's originally $4,900. It's down to $3,000. So that's $1,900 right there. That's a fair deal. Yeah, it's a pretty nice deal. And I mean, I know it's, you know, prior gen, but honestly, those things are still so powerful. So it's not like, you know, you're going to feel like you're missing out or anything like that, but... Yeah. Um, either case, we'll get back to regular news here. And first one is the Google Pixel Watch. So a small item of interest is that you have or are currently experiencing issues setting up your Pixel Watch, and it's taking an inordinate amount of time to do so. And if hmm. that's the case, you're not alone. Uh, this problem was present on the first-gen Pixel Watch, and once again, it surfaces this year on the latest model from Google This issue evolves into errors where your phone will prompt you to reset the watch and reset up the smartwatch. Um, That's weird. It is weird. I actually didn't have the issue with the delayed setup as I was working my way through (laughs) migrating my Fitbit account over to Google. 
Um, yeah. But by the time it was all said and done, I did get that notification to reset the smartwatch and you know set it up again. So mm-hmm. just know okay. that you may encounter that experience and that Google is aware of it. There just isn't any current fix. So you know nothing. Mm notably horrible about this compared to like the 15th gen iphone transfer setups so but something to take note of uh no yeah every device usually has some issue and it may have gone unnoticed and and that's where i say like i don't slam apple for having that issue every now and again but when you have it constantly coming up that's where i have an issue (laughs) with it but but yeah i'm that's that's interesting though and like i said it it is odd that that's happening but uh hopefully they kind of yeah I think even the Pixel, I think even the late Pixel 8 and 8 Pro have been having issues where when you plug in the smartphone to the um, uh, smartphone integration to the car, Mm -hmm. uh, Android Auto won't work. So people have tried some fixes where they have to uninstall the app and reinstall it. And I guess that fixes it temporarily, but nothing for sure. I'm not sure if um, Google has released an update for Android Auto on that one. Uh, That rumor I saw a little while back, I think it might have been last week. So, okay. just know that that's also <laughs> you got your watch and your phone so well a follow-up item to google's pixel phones is that uh there were a few features on those eighth gen smartphones that we mentioned might come but didn't make it to the final product uh, at least mm. as of the public release the first was super slow motion or 720p at 480 frames per second Um, No one really has any clear speculation on why this feature didn't make it other than maybe they felt that unless the lightning conditions were perfect, then the quality wouldn't be all that desirable, Uh, which Mm. makes sense. Obviously, you have 720. Is it really worth it to go at that FPS? That's kind of debatable. Yeah, Um, but that's more so a guess. Uh, Second was 8K. We heard about how the camera hardware supports 8K at 30 frames per second. However, it was warned that this may not ship to the users as the codec would likely not be ready yet. Uh, And in all likelihood, this could be something we might see next year. So hopefully that'll be on the 999 Pro. We'll just have to wait uh, and see how that works. Uh, Last feature... Uh, that I was kind of bummed about was the much-anticipated DisplayPort alternative mode, uh, which will allow video source output from the phone via USB-C, much similar to Samsung DeX. And the irony here is that even the iPhone 15 Pro and Pro Max ship with this capability, and yet Google didn't feel like it was prudent enough to bring it to us, at least as of now. So, uh, figure. Yeah, hopefully maybe all of these might come next year and maybe there'll be some fixes where you can add a little more quality to the uh, slow-mo and, you know, add the 8K. But, um, yeah, what do you think about these losses here? Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not really big. I don't know about the listeners here. I, I'm not really big into slow motion. Um, I think it's cool, and I think what the cameras are capable of nowadays is really good, and it's you can use it. Um, I just don't – I don't know. Mm-hmm. 480 per frames per second, 720. I mean, like you said, I think you, I think it would have to be really good lighting conditions because at that lower yeah. quality, I just don't know of how well that would work. Um, yeah, I agree with that. That would be a good guess to go off of. Um, and sure. again, neither of us are photographers, but that's kind of what I'm no. speculating that one. For sure. Uh, 8K, are we really there yet? Do we really need that? <laughs> but I mean, it's cool. I would, yeah, that's, I think that's it's like pretty a, cool. I think it's great that your phone could be capable of recording that. And, you know, if, if the hardware supports it, 
and they didn't offer it, then I, I don't think there's, you know, any love loss there. It's just kind of, I'd rather it be ready, mm-hmm. you know, for final release versus trying to rush it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, to that last one, that really was, uh, I agree. That was really the biggest one. Cause I, I, I just can't believe that. Like you have these premier phones out there and you can't get, you know, display port over USB-C available on them. But, uh, yeah, like you said, some. hopefully, hopefully that'll be something they can either release in a software update or just something that'll come out next year with the with a nine. So, hope so. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, yeah. Actually, real quick before I get into uh, my next topic, the other thing that actually runs online with this is um, we had rumors indicating that the Pixel Watch Two would support um, UWB or ultra wideband technology. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of allowing it to interact in ways like smart keys, find my network for Google, uh, among other add-ons and features, okay. uh, much like you yeah. see with the iPhone. Right. And um, although this was in the preliminary source code, the pre-production phase for Google decided that the second-gen watch um, wouldn't adopt that feature. Uh, oh, so man. okay, they didn't actually, yeah. So, so this little guy doesn't have it, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It's I. I would have liked to have that one. That would have been nice, just because I feel like that's more tangible, something more practical. But I feel like that's it's easier me. to uh, put on a watch than these other things to on a phone. Kind of makes me question why Pixel would not add that. I don't. It, it could be another one of those things where they're trying to throw those on to later generations to entice you to buy them, you know, third one to make it sound still sound appealing. I don't know. Using the playbook from Apple. Something. Yeah. So, but, um, this one here for, uh, T-Mobile. Oh boy. uh, was something that had many of those customers curious because they really hadn't received any confirmation or word from the carrier on how it would proceed with the recent uptick in Netflix prices. At okay. least until now. Mm. Uh, they have announced that they will continue to offer the Netflix on us and that users would still be able to pay add-ons if they wanted more than just the base or the standard plan. Okay. Uh, depending on what uh, carrier plan you're on. But yeah, I know for me, that was a bit of a question because Netflix, was, they've made like, what, two bumps in price now since that's happened. Yes. And um, we haven't really heard anything. So for now... We're you know, clear. on the indeterminate future, we will still have that on T-Mobile. So, Okay. Uh, and then for a closing topic here, this is kind of an interesting one to discuss. Uh, it's kind of a, a normal topic, but leads into an interesting discussion. So YouTube is trying to implement AI on their platform, but this time it's in regards to singing. Obviously on TikTok, there's a lot of that happening. So this kind of makes sense now. Uh, earlier this year, an AI was able to perfectly synthesize the voice of a professional uh, songwriter artist, Drake, and uh, make a song that sounded uncanny to the popular hip-hop artist. And as you can imagine, there have been a lot of legal issues with this when it comes to AI. Uh, the way, obviously, as many of you know, uh, AI is able to synthesize Drake's voice and able to synthesize basically anything uh, is based on the information it's given. So whether that's images, whether that's sound or whatever, it's able to redistribute that out um, because it's actually a learning program. Mm. Um, Well, the legal issue there is that it technically is using someone's work to make your own work. 
uh, YouTube is doing its best to work the music and just uh, work with the music industry, excuse me, and work some sort of legal way of allowing music to be used in its learning based system. Uh, I want you to respond, obviously, but I have an interesting question to ask you as it does pertain to AI after you've responded. So uh, you can go ahead and just whatever you think about this. Go for it. I really got nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's just I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's I, I understand the, the controversy, of course, but um, yeah, it's it, it was bound to happen. With, oh, yeah. You know, the evolution of AI. I think that's something that if you didn't see it coming, you'd kind of be a fool to think that way and definitely naive. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead with your question then. I'm really curious. <laughs> okay. Um, so my wife actually brought this whole topic up at the beginning of this year um, because there has been a lot of issues in the art community with regards to people taking artists' work, putting all of it into their AI system, and then outputting it as their own work. Um, so the question is, do you think that drawing artists, I should say specifically, should be taken just as seriously as music artists when it comes to having their own rights to their own work? I don't know why that would be any different. I mean, it's artists. I I mean, you would think visual audio. I don't really think it makes a difference to me because it's something that's custom. And I Mm -hmm. think even, even, I don't know. You can kind of compare it to brush strokes on a canvas mm-hmm. to yeah. inflections and tones in a voice. It's very yes. unique. It's a exactly. signature. So I don't really, I mean, well, if, if someone saw it differently, I guess that wouldn't surprise me because there's people like that. Oh, but. yeah. There, there are plenty of people that uh, this is actually, I would say, weirdly enough, one of our more controversial topics because this is a fairly split issue. Uh, there are people on the other side of this that say, well, no, because the AI is making it different, that's not your work. Uh, it's just based off of it in a sense. So it's it doesn't really count, if you will. Uh, but then that brings the whole argument to, well, if artists, music artists, are able to state claims on YouTube and copyright issues and all that kind of stuff, what makes an artist different? Because they've put so much time and energy and work into making a piece of art and they've they've mastered their skill over years, and it's the same argument for music artists. So um, this is just one of those things where it's it's kind of gets annoying, and people are so stuck up about it on the other side of this whole thing. Um, and it's just it's pretty crazy. So that's kind of where I brought this from because I, I saw this topic and I was like, that's pretty interesting. Aside from the fact that you'll be able to s- possibly sing like an artist on YouTube uh, without having to have any music skill at all or vocal. Okay, so here's my question. Mm -hmm. They're using the AI to make their voices sound like an artist, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, I think if there was some sort of badging that differentiated the two, I don't think that would be a problem. No, I don't think so. Here's what I'm I'm thinking... uh, and the exception to it, mm-hmm. if you were to take the data from a, you know, a masterpiece of art and input it into AI and then pull it out as something else based on that, in my mind, I would perceive that as a quote unquote remix. 
That's how I would see it. Yes, I, I would agree. And But you should also make sure that you, you know, uh, state the user who originally had those images yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. that's the point. I don't I don't care. Like if you rix, remix a song, if you remix a and remake a picture, or whatever. I have no problem with that. But when you're not actually uh, stating who the original creator was um, and letting them have um, the credit, yeah, you know, have the credit. That's the issue I have with. So yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Riley evidently didn't know my final set list. So we do have, I guess if you want oh. to call it a bonus item here. Here we go. Uh, All right. The time has come. Oh. Uh, not too long ago, we mentioned how Elon Musk would introduce X as a 100% paywall platform. Oh, yeah. That has finally come. And if you want to perceive that as finally, that's up to you. But yeah, it's starting to roll out. And to clarify further, this rollout is only taking place in the Philippines and New Zealand. And it is only for new users. Okay. At least as of now. Uh, The cost to use X on a yearly basis is a whopping $1. Nice. Getting those gains. It's good. (laughs) Musk goes on to say that this is truly the best way to go about preventing bots on the platform. And clearly with a dollar, I don't think it's going to be a lot to ask, you know, as a way to access the platform. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> a little, a uh, little over one fourth of a penny a day. I, I was just trying to figure to out in my tweet. head how much that was. Yeah. <laughs> I, that could be funny. a lot worse. So it's, yeah, it's it just, could. you know, throwing your credit card in there $1 a year. I don't think that's horrible. It's just kind of trying to verify that, you know, it's, you're not a bot. So, which I'm curious how things will play out and yeah. possibly how, um, trying to think of another word for predator but you know hackers or whatever how you want to term it mm-hmm. will try to counteract that maybe they'll use some sort of ai i have no idea but uh, at least as from now i wouldn't mind paying a buck <laughs> it's not a big deal but yeah uh, there you go not really when i saw this article uh, i kind of had to almost laugh just a little bit because I, I just one dollar a year in, in my mind that just sounds hilarious but uh I, I understand. Um, is it the best way to do this? Close to it. I, I feel like this is one way to combat that whole bot issue. Um, so I don't really have a problem with it per se. I think it's one of the better things that Musk has done for Twitter, and that's saying a lot. But that's saying um, a huge amount. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of caught me with a thought there. Because I think customers would kind of think, oh, well, it's a yearly subscription. So, man, what if I ca- get caught off guard and forget? If you get caught off guard by a dollar that causes you to overdraft, then you got some serious problems. <laughs> yes, it's so true, though. Honestly, you just got to make a reminder every year. Oh, I got to get that dollar. <laughs> make that one dollar and we're good to go. I got X for another year. <laughs> that's That's funny. Honestly. But in either case, uh, that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, we will be back for another one, uh, another debatable. Yeah, I don't even know. I've got a couple of topics already. I'm not sure about you, Riley, but um, nothing yet. We'll see. <laughs> With that said, this is JD and Riley, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace out.